began to preach. And I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost began to fall. Hallelujah. And there were people who came running to give their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Naked Pentecostalism. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Isaac Coverstone, your host. Today, our episode is going to focus on the concept of introspection, or the the concept of examining your own emotional, mental processes, and trying to be objective about something that most of us are very biased about. I'm just going to dive into the example of how this relates to the Pentecostal church, especially one that I left as well as some of those that I have had contact with. uh, I've had contact with people that are out of other Pentecostal churches to the point where I see this as a, there's a trend and that's what we're going to discuss is the lack of introspection, so to speak. And my line of thinking, uh, what got me started on this this morning, I was kind of just driving to work and it, uh, it just struck me, is how if we look at the statistics of the average uh, church, whether it's Pentecostal or otherwise, but certainly more so in, in perhaps uh, the church I came out of, 90% or even maybe higher than that, 90% of the people that went through the front doors and sat down and, and, and let's say they went through one service at a minimum, the vast majority of those people never came back. And on top of that, of the people that say stay for a year or roughly, um, you know, a period of time where they're considered a member, they're considered a regular attendant, uh, they're considered a member of the congregation. And the number of people that then leave after that period of time let's put it at two-thirds. Because let's face it, the church I came out of was there for 40 years, and they they were still at 150 people. So you have to lose a lot of people to maintain this consistently low uh, attendance for such a long period of time. And the, where the lack of introspection comes in... I would relate it to, let's say you're selling a product. You're selling a, you know, a can of Coke or you're selling a Ford pickup. And you realize that 90% of the people that try your product right off the bat decide they don't want any more of your product. Any sane manufacturer or a producer, you know, someone in marketing, they look at this and go, what are we doing wrong that we have such an instantaneous rejection rate that's that's so absurdly high? And to top that off, with a lot of products, you, you rely on the return of these reliable customers for long periods of time. And if you're losing half of your, your regular customers, so to speak, after a certain period of time, and consistently losing people, and you've got this relatively minor percentage of those that simply 
continue using the product no matter what, well, there's always going to be people like that. You know, it just it just clicks with them. But there's a difference between a product that only appeals to this narrow fraction, this narrow demographic of people, and a product that appeals to everyone. So, obviously, the argument from the Pentecostals that you're going to hear, and that I have heard myself, and perhaps even used myself at some point when I was still in it, is, oh, narrow is the way, and straight is the gate, and there's just, you know, some people don't know what's good for them, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But you're offering something that... On the one hand, they like to sell as this is the most spectacular experience that you can have on planet Earth. Uh, They sell it as just this amazing, unparalleled experience to, to be in their church service, to go through all their, their worship antics. And so it's, it's quite an interesting failure of of introspection to say on the one hand those people that leave don't know how good it was whereas um and you know like they make excuses for it i don't think i don't think i ever once really heard a pentecostal or again let's let's qualify that someone from my previous church really making an effort to try to understand why someone left. Why did someone else decide to just walk away from the whole thing? There isn't really this dedicated effort to honestly ask the question, why was this happening? Why has this continued to happen over and over? But rather, there's this pattern of just making the excuse. Well, you know, they just wanted to, they just wanted to go out and, and commit sin, and they loved the world too much. And so, what we see is a pattern of excuses. It's a pattern of easy and simple arguments, which do not dig into the matter with any remote degree of depth. It's just the bare surface. And the whole thing is dismissed. It's almost a reaction that is uh, defensive in nature. So if the matter is dwelt on for an excessive amount of time, it becomes dangerous. So there's a real focus when someone... This is a phenomenon which is quite similar in Scientology and Mormonism and JWs and many other of these religions that are much more of a cult than anything else and that is this determination to not be introspective to not examine whether there's real issues with why someone left and to really ask the questions is there a problem with my system of belief is there an actual problem with um, the church that we're a part of and being able to be intellectually honest and unbiased which is a lot to ask of anyone if we're if we're um, being honest there but the fact is there are 
objective problems with Pentecost, with a lot of different religions in general, and there is a lack of willingness to really face those issues. And if we can answer this question, if we can answer this problem of the psychology of how to uh, examine yourself and examine your belief system in a way that's logical and objective, that's where we can end religion, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe for good. But to me, that's that's just the dream is to achieve this method of how to help people get past the bias of automatically defending their beliefs, no matter what. And if we can achieve this this goal of helping people understand how to really examine the why, not just, oh, you know, someone left and they walked away and that's too bad, but actually looking at, you know, not just the the simple and the pat answers, but getting into what was the thought process that led this person walk away from decades of commitment to this belief system? What, you know, there is a refusal to accept that there are good reasons that someone left. It, to compare it, it would be like someone works at Pepsi, you know, and, and they're they're working on the factory line, they're working with the bottling department, and they spent 25 years there, and all of a sudden they walk out the door and they go to work for Fanta or something, and they 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 abandon this loyalty to the to the brand and to the company, and you know, the management of that firm would probably make some effort to say, what are we doing wrong? Um, you know, imagine if you're working at a Pepsi factory and 90% of your workforce only lasts a day and then they go back home and they work for someone else and, you know, they quit after a week. You would start looking at why this trend is so consistent as a good manager, you would look at what are we doing on a day-to-day basis that drive, drives away good employees that otherwise might stay with us for a long time. And that's, I think, the mindset that's lacking in Pentecost is this concept of introspection. Like, what could we do differently? And I think it's an unwillingness to bend or adapt that is going to kill the movement eventually certainly they will continue to grow in in uneducated and uh, impoverished areas they're growing in leaps and bounds in some of the third world countries but pentecost cannot get a foothold in areas where there's educated people where people have a reasonable standard of living because like any cult, like Mormonism or JWs or Scientology, they prey on those that are weak, that are in an emotionally compromising moment of their lives. And so when those people are, are mentally and psychologically strong, they will leave. They will stand up to the systemic abuse that is unfortunately quite common at Pentecost. 
and they just leave. And so it is a painful thing to face the concept that your organization has a problem or has a, uh, a failure of some kind. So the knee-jerk response is to dismiss that person and say they were weak or they had some, um, some failure morally, and then that justifies shunning them and cutting them off and just burying that person from your life without examining the serious, seriously examining why they left. And that is, I think, the root flaw that we have to find some way around is help them examine the real drivers for why people just reject it. So, again, it comes back to this. Pentecostals will sell their church services as the best thing in the entire world. Um, it's, it's the best thing this side of heaven, they've... <laughs> They've said numerous times. So it's this interesting dichotomy of, yes, they have this amazing experience, and that's what they're primarily selling. Most Pentecostals, they're not so big on on theology and doctrine, because most of them don't understand it that well. So really, with anytime they're trying to get someone to show up it's it's all about the emotional experience it's about the music it's about you know getting them in that vulnerable emotional state like that is everything that they're selling so on the one hand they like to put it out as the best thing this side of heaven and on the other hand they will easily discard the notion that someone could experience that for a number of years or even just a few days and as good as it is they will reject it and somehow that does not raise a red flag in their mind and that's what's so scary about that compartmentalization is they hold both of those those ideas in their head at the same time. This is the best thing on planet Earth, and yes, 90% of people will simply walk away from it for reasons they don't care about, and they just don't want to discuss it. So that's just what I wanted to get off my chest, was why is this compartmentalization so uh, difficult to overcome, and what steps can we take to break people out of that anyway thanks for listening guys that's all i had for today i just wanted to uh, share that and hopefully it's thought-provoking and something that you benefit from but uh we will catch you next time around yeah peace out oh you can say it better than that say it again all right listen to the question now can god do